Mr. Ginger, the very best podcast on earth. I'm your host, Annie. And today we're back at it with another Tableside Rants, which is a newer segment of Extra Ginger where we catch and release bad vibes all in one. Um, Tableside Rants is inspired by like tableside items. Like when you go to Korean barbecue, there's these small little side dishes. Um, that are meant to complement your meal, but they're very, very small. Like they're in like like little sauce trays. And that's how it is with these, uh, you know, irritants in daily life. Uh, Want to catch them, let us feel our anger, but also quickly release and move on with our lives. Um, so getting right into it, first thing on our tableside rant menu is pop culture. I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. I love pop culture. Don't get me wrong. I am still, and I think I will be still, obsessed with celebrities, drama, drama, um, until the day I die. But I resent and am so adverse to the TikTok community. I'm very blessed that I have a gorgeous angel of a friend that sends me TikToks via text. So they're specifically curated and they come maybe like once every two weeks. So it's not uh, overwhelming nor invasive. Um, thank you, Corinne. I love you very much. Um, but the boundary between pulp culture and real people's lives is quickly thinning and I think it needs to be addressed. Um, I think this started with like the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp situation, how their trial was so public and, uh, um, I don't know. I don't want to say dramatized because that's not the correct context I want to use for this situation. Like commenting on real hurtful impactful, meant to be private situations, like it's TV, like it's a fan cam at a concert, you're making edits with music behind it, like, bruv, shape up. I could not understand the TikTok edits of Amber Heard's abuse trial. It's, I mean, it's just completely out of pocket to me. Regardless of what you believe happened, the fact is there is a woman crying in court, the man who's literally on trial in a court of law for abuse is mocking the litigation. I mean, I think the trial was actually for defamation, but the original um, uh, like court case was for Amber Heard's abuse. And putting music, snap transitions, glittery filters, frames, the, you know, like soft, what is it called? Um, like the soft old timey, you know, blurred uh, filters, completely out of line. Like having your pain not only publicized, but open to criticism because that's what you're doing. When you make something on the internet, you're opening the door to criticism. As bad as that sounds, it's just true. There's going to be haters and they're going to come to you. And 
Having your pain not only publicized, but open to comments and criticism to basically anyone with internet is an obstacle alone, not to mention the jury that's supposed to be unbiased, right? Like, I don't know if they were sequestered or if their phones were taken away for the uh, period of the trial, but the amount of loathing and hate and condemnation for Miss Amber Heard was disproportionate to the severity of the trial. Like, I don't quite understand how all these people thought it was okay to speak their two cents on a woman's abuse trial. And maybe it's been happening for a long time and I've just been naive and unaware, but seeing that play out was quite jarring to me, quite shocking, and just not okay. Just not okay. Um, I think moving forward, because Angelina Jolie uh, also just opened a court case against Brad Pitt for, um, I, de- I didn't read too much into it, but I think the gist was that he is a bad father <laughs> um, and probably consequently a bad husband, right? But I think moving forward, it's important to, one, make sure that the information you're receiving is true and accurate. Two, to put in the extra effort to make your own conclusions, right? Like when we live in a time where information is often spoon-fed. So I'll see snippets of TikToks on Twitter um, about, you know, back when there was a lot of, I mean, I guess there still is, but back when there was the height of controversy about the COVID vaccine, there was a lot of, you know, these are the facts and this is what the truth is and all of this stuff. And I think that's really good and informational and educational. And I think it probably swayed a lot of people to get the vaccine. But we can't apply a scientific method framework to pop culture because some of pop culture is genuinely people's lives that they did not ask to be shared. And I don't care to hear about, oh, they know what they were getting into when you became a celebrity. That's part of the package. No, it's not part of the package. It's not part of the package to, you can't say, oh, you signed up for this job. So you know, you're going to get abused and you know, you're going to get on public trial for it. And you know that people are going to make edits about your abuser. Like that's not part of the package. That's part of the internet world we live in today. And it's not acceptable or fair that I don't know. I I understand. You know what I mean? I hear the argument that these celebrities have money and they're probably cushy and everything's okay and they can pay for very expensive therapy. But I think it speaks to what's okay elsewhere as well, right? Like, I don't know. I guess this is really my major qualm with TikTok is that there is so much information there that people have started using it as a search engine, which don't do that. Also not okay. Use real factual articles and things, okay? TikTok is not meant to be an information source. It's an entertainment app. Um, But there's a ton of videos with scientific roots, which I think convolutes the whole situation, right? Like there's a lot of videos on healing your inner child or 
what childhood trauma comes from or you know what it means when you experience this and then there's extensions of this where people try to make every little situation a therapy connection or a trauma response and it's like no not everything is a trauma response right like Everyone's human and everyone's flawed and you're allowed to get mad or sad or outrageously happy without it being connected to some, you know, deeper meaning. Like sometimes it really ain't that serious. And it worries me that these things can spiral out of context when there's this looming backdrop of, oh, something deeper or, oh, hidden meaning. And then it's the opposite for things that have deeper meaning, right? Like I saw a lot of news about the Jeffrey Dahmer um, new documentary on Netflix and how the families that were involved in the Dahmer situation were horrified and um, yeah, I guess just horrified to have to be reliving this experience and seeing people say, you know, I'm desensitized to the Dahmer documentary. I don't feel anything when I watch it. And it's like, but that's people's families you know like it's fine if you don't feel anything just don't post about it because it might have impact on other people Uh, and I don't like some people will say you know I'm immune to the drama I don't know what's wrong with me I don't feel anything like babe it's not drama this is real people's lives that's why it's called a documentary and not a movie oh and it's people can be so insensitive you know, and I know we're all trying our best, but some sometimes it's good to try harder. Sometimes it's good to try harder. So yeah, all in all, please, if you're on TikTok, if you're involved with TikTok in any way, tell them to stop making productions of people's lives, real people's lives. Don't make edits of this Angelina Jolie Brad Pitt situation, okay? She's got multiple kids that I'm sure she loves and nurtures and takes care of. Like I saw this clip of her taking her daughter to um, some rock concert, I think. And it was beautiful. It was wonderful. Miss Jolie, you're doing an amazing job. TikTok, please, please don't interject in real people's lives like this. It's just not okay. It's just not okay. Um, And it goes for like, civilians too right like in general don't you ever 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 take a picture take a video of someone in public minding their own business people in public mind their own business and it's not okay to take pictures and post about randos even if they're randos you know like it could make the way back around it could go viral and then what you can't take it back It's just, it's just wild. And I think part of the reason why it's so shocking is that when I was growing up, it was almost drilled into our little tiny brains that the internet is not a safe place, that you should be careful about what you post because it stays there forever. And it's very difficult to delete. I remember learning that you never want to say anything you don't mean, that you want to think before you act because things on the internet are public forever. And in teaching us this, 
It made me think really, really, really hard before I post something online. Even, you know, throughout college, when social media was growing more and more and more and more, it was still really odd to me to be posting so consistently. First off, how do you have that many things that you feel comfortable sharing with the public world? Second off, do you really want people to have this much access to your life, right? Uh, And I guess that might be a personal thing because I don't really trust that many people, but I, I go weak for posts with such vague details, right? I'm loving this like photo dump trend, super stellar. I think we should all be returning to this uh, method. <laughs> um, yeah, I just go weak for posts that are super, super vague with authentic emotion because it's not hard to do, right? You can make a vague post and be sincere about it. Um, I love seeing, you know, just finished a marathon or just went hiking or moved into a new city or went to a new restaurant. And I really, really appreciate the moments that you have to share because the emotion is too overwhelming to hold in your body. It needs to come out on the internet. And I think there's a balance and there's a very fine line, but I love... I don't know. I just, I love the pure urgency of I'm in a really great moment and I need to share this as opposed to I'm in a really great moment and I would like people to see what I'm doing, right? Like there's a difference between sharing joy and performing. And I think there's a lot of performance production, uh, drama value in social media nowadays, which is great. I think people are doing a great job at that. Um, uh, Like I follow a lot of artists on Instagram and Twitter, mostly 90% artists on um, those sites. And I love it. I love seeing new art and little doodles and the process of creating a big giant piece or the process of coming up with a small um any size piece (laughs) not that size matters but I I just think it's brilliant I really love the art community and I'm so sorry to the art community that social media has pardon my French fucked your algorithm um I'm sorry that it's hard to get more visibility and likes and comments and all of that stuff because you need to be a robot posting x amount of days per week to get viewership and you can get shadow banned and all of this stuff and it's so complicated and I'm just I'm just so sorry (laughs) I'm just so sorry to the artist and I hope that it's not as um I hope that it doesn't impact your creativity or your artistic method I'm here for you we're out here for you your fans so uh don't stop won't stop and I'm sorry if also you are a normal person that feels the need to perform on social media I'll let you know right now. I'm sick of it, and I'm sure there's many, 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 many people sick of it. So if you feel tied down or obligated to perform, consider me one person 
of many that has given you permission to stop doing that. You don't have to perform for anyone. Um, and also it's kind of exhausting to watch. I don't know if this is like the bitter boomer old lady coming out in me, but I don't have the energy to pretend to clap anymore. It's just not fun. And um, I guess that's why 90% of my feed is artists. I really love seeing the care and personality and distinct intentional effort of artistry, whether it's comics or prints or furniture or tattoos. Anything that you can design and make beautiful, I love that, and I love seeing it. Um, it's just really wholesome, and um, I guess it's also very fulfilling to see people truly care about what they do, and they care so much that they want to share it, um, because all the other stuff is just empty and vapid to me. And I think it's a good contrast to this whole influencer business. You know, the whole business of influencing is just goes right over my head. It's one of those things that I cannot think about too hard. Otherwise, it uh, puts me into a spiral. But sometimes it just feels really scammy. Like I'm being sold a story that I didn't even ask to know about in the first place. Um, and again, there's a fine line, right? Like maybe it's just my personal preference of what I like to see and what I don't. Um, but yeah, in general, be careful about social media. Be careful about what you post. Curate your feed. Be careful of how you present online. Do your own research. Make your own opinions about what you're seeing, about the articles that you're reading, about the information that you're receiving. And let go. <laughs> let go of the need to perform. Hopefully... Um, I'm sure social media will be fine without performances. Um, in fact, I think it's healthy. But again, I don't think I don't think we're in a stage where we can revert back to that. But you know, one can hope. Um, okay, so the last thing on this tableside rants menu is a trivial thing, but kind of a major problem to me. Um, it's tact. T a c t. Tact and consideration and again the amount of these two things that you have to include in your daily life when you are in a position of authority. I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you're in a position of authority, you are required, obligated, should be forced to at least take some basic training for looking out for the people under you. And if you can't, aren't, don't want to look out for the people under you, then don't take a position of authority. It's genuinely that simple. It is so disgusting to me to have someone in power who only cares about themselves. It's disgusting. And I know that it happens often. And I know that it's, I know that there's no gate to keep these types of people from rising up. But I do not condone it. <laughs> and, okay, for example, some things I think are common sense that are not, and I guess I'll start with scheduling. It's common sense to me to schedule meetings with 15 minutes of buffer in between. In case the meeting goes late, in case you have a hard time getting out, 
in case you need to, you know, run into someone or you need to go somewhere in between or there needs to be a pit stop. I thought it was common sense. It's not. So now let's make it common sense. Schedule 15 minutes of buffer in between every meeting you have, at least. Don't schedule them back to back. It's it's simply bad scheduling, period. Um, always schedule lunch or eatings breaks so you're not hangry when you meet with someone because hanger is real and I truly believe it's part of every person um, just in varying degrees. But your body will start to punish you if you don't take care of it. So please schedule lunch or eating breaks, even if it's a late lunch, an early breakfast, whatever. Schedule eating breaks in your workflow so that you don't take it out on people that don't deserve it. Again, if you're in a position of authority, you have to look out for the people under you and this is one of the ways you can do that. Another thing, if you know you're moody and can't emotionally regulate, schedule time to calm down or make it a point to apologize to the people that you take it out on. It will go farther than you could ever believe. More basic things. Protect others by protecting yourself. So if you know that you can't handle many meetings in a day, it gets you tired, it gets you exhausted, it gets you annoyed, as I do. I can't handle more than like three meetings in a day. After that, it starts pushing my limit and I start getting annoyed that I don't have time to myself. So I limit the number of meetings I can take in a day. If there's a dire situation, I'll take more and then I'll account and compensate for that in other ways. And this protects me by, you know, ensuring that I have enough time to process and to run around without feeling anxious or frantic. But it also protects the people I'm meeting with because it means that I am in a good place to meet with them and it's not hampered by things that have nothing to do with our relationship or our meeting. Again, if you're in a position of power, always protect the people under you. Communicate with them. um, Let them know what's going on. And if you can't do that, then be understanding when people can't do the same for you, right? Like, if you have a busy day, if you can't get around to something, then it also makes sense that other people have busy days and can't get around to things. I read something along the lines of like, if you convince yourself that you're trying your best and you want compassion and patience and understanding, then there's also that caveat of having to believe that other people, everyone, is also trying their best. And to treat others with the same compassion that you would want to be treated with yourself. Um, Other small common sense things, right? If you take your phone out in a movie theater, in a show, in a dark room, in any spot where there's a performance and the house lights are off, first off, don't take out your phone. Second off, if you have to, turn the brightness down. Turn it all the way down. Silence your phone. Don't let me hear a peep out of it. That is so disrespectful to the show, to the moviegoers, to, you know, whoever's on stage. To see or hear a phone, like, it could not be a worse sound. Related to phones, don't be on your phone during a meeting if you can. I'm sure it can wait the hour, you know. Um, If you have to be on your phone during a meeting, try to be subtle about it. Um... 
So I think in any position of power, <laughs> I wish there was like basic mandatory training so that we're all kind of on the same page. And I think to close out um, this, you know, TikTok, internet, social media, position of authority, scheduling, tact, conversation, all in all, just remember that we're all supposed to be on the same team. We're all on the same team. It's always us versus the problem. It's never 1v1, okay? And when you focus on a solution, I think a lot of good things can come instead of focusing on, you know, why is this happening? Where is this coming from? I mean, it's good to understand so we don't repeat our mistakes, but bottom line, it's us versus the problem, babes. Like always, it's us versus the problem. So yes, I hope that you were able to catch and release all of these bad vibes with or without me, I guess. Um, I feel a lot better for sure. And as we've concluded many times, this show is mostly for my benefit, if not all. Um, but again, hope it could help in some way. Um, so yes, hopefully we can send you along in a lighter, less tense um, uh, state, <laughs> I guess. Um, and as always, thank you so, 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 so much for listening, for catching and releasing the bad vibes, for waiting patiently on new episodes. Um, the patience is always much appreciated. Um, and again, excited for this new season of Extra Ginger with more intention, less rambling, <laughs> and same stellar feel-good vibes. In the meantime, between new episodes, stay good, be good, do good, and I'll see you soon. <laughs>